Great. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So, last time on Dungeons and Dragons, you all uh, got news that the Windhavian Empire had made a surprise uh, invasion of Pericles and Carthol uh, two weeks prior before you heard the news. Uh, with the invasion apparently having been relatively successful, though, according to your scouts, uh, New Haven, Krelson, Benfelden, and Drith have all remained uh, unaffected as of yet. Uh, unsure of what to do, uh, 88 decided that he needed to reach out to the Warforged <laughs> people that were uh, betrayed by the Windhavian Empire in order to help them out of the situation that they're in. You contemplated on how best to do that for a bit as everybody else just kind of went back to work on the estate, unsure of what to do. Uh, you all finished the stables. Um, Nithis talked to her dad and sister about the invasion and was surprised to find out that they knew little to nothing about it, uh, which is odd considering uh, how quick the Windhaving Empire is to trumpet their successes to their citizens. Uh, Brindley did some scrying, uh, just kind of checking out uh, the vibe of East Hill and New Haven, uh, seeing uh, Ailes Bexel looking worse for wear. She was delighted to see. Uh, and then 88 reached out to V32 uh, to discuss, to prove uh, whether or not uh, he had Xander's trust. And 88's tactic was to be just honest that he didn't. <laughs> uh, but uh, much to 88's uh, relief. Uh, they already knew that about 88 uh, and were still interested in talking to him, seeing that 88 would be honest with them. Um, so you uh, all helped 88 uh, head to uh, Carthel to talk to the Warforged people there. There, 88 met the leader of the Warforged people, uh, one of the uh, uh, second in commands um, under Xander before Xander died, uh, a warforged named Wright. Um, after discussing uh, with Wright the possibility of relocating to Drith, and after kind of talking it out with Nithis, uh, 88 brought them all back, and they have now found a new home uh, in the domain of Dusk Manor. Uh, a little ways out from the manor uh, and an old ruins. Uh, they're setting up camp in the old ruins of a uh, kind of a mine in a mining village. Uh, as the Warforged were heading away, one of them stopped and saw Gwyn and recognized Gwyn from some visions uh, they were having and gave Gwyn a shield, which I think I forgot to add to Gwyn's character sheet. So I will do that right now. Um, Additionally, uh, Blair started constructing a fence around the around Dusk Manor um, overnight, and Brindley uh, created a Druid's Grove uh, to help protect Dusk Manor from any potential invaders. And this entire time, uh, Gwyn kept practicing his violin, uh, playing songs that he found in a book of songs in the library, uh, one of which seemed to spark some forgotten memories in Blair. So uh, with that, uh, it was the 11th of Bright last time. Uh, so unless anybody else had anything to do, 
I'm going to go ahead and say it's the next day, uh, the 12th of Bright, uh, 88. You have helped uh, the Warforged people to the, get to the mining camp where they have quickly begun work on kind of clearing out foliage and, um, uh, you know, kind of knocking down trees to create basic shelters and things like that. Uh, obviously, that's something that's going to take a while. Uh, but, you know, they are diligent workers who don't need to rest as much as humans do, for example. So uh, they'll be able to move at that at an accelerated pace. So uh, my question to you all is, is you found out this news about the Windhaven Empire kind of in the first quarter, third of a long rest you all were planning on taking because you guys have been through kind of hell and back in the last couple of weeks, as I mentioned in the recap last week. Uh, is there anything urgent or pressing you want to do now or feeling or do your hands feel tied about the Windhaven situation like I'm guessing I'm asking are you guys going to leap into some new plan now or are you going to take some head back into that long rest and maybe take some time to recuperate from your uh, past traumas um, well 88 would definitely want to spend time if there is time like with the other Warforged um healing those who have sustained injuries um doing what he can for them also just trying to get to know all of them um uh and can you remind me chris the name of the windavian like archmage that killed xander oh yes he told me um, his name last time and i did not write it down oh that's okay uh that is archmage uh, the archmage primus arcava so Archmage Primus is the title. Arcava is the name. A-R-C-A-V-A. -A -A. Uh, oh, also, I forgot to mention in my recap that um, 88 discussed with the leader Wright about uh, setting up a permanent spot for uh, Warforged on the moon, which is uh, too, too, too exciting of a development to leave out of the recap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, 88 would like to spend time with people. Um, anybody else, anything urgent that you have to feel like you have to do right away? Or should we kind of just go into some downtime with hopefully fewer dramatic reveals? <laughs> uh, yeah, downtime. Whoa, I sound like I'm echoing. Am I echoing? No, not for no. us. Maybe I just feel weird talking to myself. Okay. Or <laughs> 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 some acoustics of this room. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, let's just uh, hang out, do hangout stuff. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. I have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, 88 will, when he comes back to Dusk Manor, inform the rest of the, the group what he learned about the situation with Xander, that the uh, that Arkava came to them, made this deal, that it was the Warforged who were responsible for them getting into the castles in Carthol and uh, Timur, and that Arkava then betrayed them and is the one responsible for Xander's death. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just know um, about Arkava, like the position, right? And that mages in Windhaven are pretty much treated with like absolute respect. Otherwise they'll like cut you down in the street, right? Yeah, if there is like a uh, elite ruling class of Windhaven. <laughs> Uh, outside of the emperor and the emperor's family, uh, it would be the mages. The Sophic Circle is the real, you know, many people speculate, the real base of power uh, for Windhaven. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so something else you would know. Uh, okay? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I don't hear any screaming. <laughs> what was that sound? <laughs> it might have been hitting Bob. Bob? <laughs> Who's Bob? Why does he Bob's, get hit? Bob's a dummy. Uh, oh, fighting. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, it sounded like gunshots from this end. What were they hitting Bob with? <laughs> it sounded like a <laughs> sheet pan. Bullets. Bullets. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hopefully, we get that house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Bob. Um. Uh, it's something that this that you might uh, share with 88 or that you would know is um, you have heard of, you know, a little bit about uh, having been in the military, uh, a little bit about uh, Archmage Arkava and the Sophic Circle. Um, so uh, let me see. Uh, you, you could relay to, um, to him that... Uh, uh, Archmage uh, Arkava uh, is the youngest Archmage Primus in uh, Wintavian history, uh, that she's uh, dragonborn, uh, and that she is known for being uh, incredibly intelligent and powerful and ambitious. Uh, yeah, I would, I would let him know all that. Um, Um, also, uh, that the previous Archmage Primus uh, uh, died under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Somehow I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> so that's, that's something that's more just kind of gossiped and whispered about. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I would let 88 know all of that. And then um, the uh, Sophic Circle typically has is, uh, or typically has uh, seven archmages at any given time. So. Okay. Well, let's try to start uh, the beds in our house. Just wondering, are they like singles or queens or? In the Dusk Manor? Yeah. Uh, they're all queens except for uh, uh, Nithses, which is a, you know, oversized king. Cool. Okay. A cow king. <laughs> a Carthal king. <laughs> yeah. Ew. I'm curious as to why that's important for Brindley to know. I'm delighted to find out. I, <laughs> I have no idea and I'm interested in knowing. All right. So um, unless anybody else has anything else to say about that, um, it's currently Sun's Day. It is kind of Fantasy Friday. How long do you guys want to just kind of, uh, barring, <laughs> barring interruption, how long do you guys want to, kind of recover for, rest and recover for. Wanna do our week? 
you know, a week would be good. Give it a Just a reset again. the week since we, we tried once yeah. and failed. Let's try again. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So uh, everybody just roll me a d20. Fourteen. Twelve. Four. <coughs> How about you, Sean? You're muted. I wasted a nat 20 on that. Oh, oh no. <laughs> a fuzzy dice nat 20. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we will start uh, with Sean. Gwen, uh, y'all still kind of reeling from the news and having, you know, uh, new Warforge to take care of and having had a shit couple of weeks decide to take a, a week off. What do you do with your week? I will. Um, I'd like to gather some material components for my new spells. Mm -hmm. so apparently that's going to be a thing that I, I'm going to remember this time. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I'd like to go visit Winchester and I need to go check the, the bush over near Hokkaido for um, replies to my last letter of, I forget when the hell I sent it. It was a long time ago. Uh, I mean, it was like a couple days ago in game. It yeah. was months ago in real life. Uh, yeah. you, you did put it in um, uh, Google Drive. So, yes. Yeah, I just didn't know if I got a reply. Okay. Um, so, uh, and I think I will summon a big steed. Okay. Um, so, what day? Uh, so let's say, um, what day did you want to go in that? What day did you want to go check for the reply? I think I'd probably want to go do that first. Okay. And then, and then I'll do all the housekeeping stuff. And help it other people if they want. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, shortly after, uh, maybe on the twelfth, even you uh, head to the basement, use the device to punch in the code for Hokkaido. Uh, reality melts away, and you you find yourself, uh, you know, in a slightly cooler environment. Uh, you hear the sounds of uh, wolves tussling in the yard. Uh, and that kind of uh, meditation water fountain uh, that's outside. Um, and you see uh, a slightly saliva-soaked uh, envelope uh, kind of on the floor near, uh, near uh, where the teleportation circle is. And it's a couple, and it's a couple of like teeth marks in it. Remind me what the name of the wolf was. Uh, I believe it's Shiro. Shiro, S H I R O. I'll poke my I'll poke my head out and say thank you, Shiro. Um, or 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 if they're not there, please give my thanks to theory. No, no, they're they're there. They're they're tussling around in the yard. They kind of Shiro's watching these these uh, kind of younger, uh, older than pups, but not quite full grown direwolves that are just kind of play wrestling. Uh, and he gives you a nod and he says, uh, "It came two days ago." Oh great! Is it how's it how's everything going? Is there anything you need, or 
we've we've got a little downtime if you want you know i don't know some steaks or something uh he says uh steaks he says are these pre-killed like, pre-killed animals yes he says i prefer my prey live and fighting okay well i don't know that i can provide that but if you think of anything i'm i'm happy to as a thank you for uh or if you if you if you ever want a song you know we can i can play music for you guys and, and while you while you run around gamble. he cocks his head and says yes play me a song <laughs> play me a song peasant i will play a song what, what kind of song do you play for Shiro the Great Wolf? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, um, something like there. There was a <laughs> there was an old game called Hunt the Wumpus, um, but it had very like it had very Matt. Don't <laughs> I can see that look on your face. Um, it had very like kind of like stalking your prey music. Mm-hmm. So if I could, if I know of, of something, something like, kind of like akin to Peter and the Wolf. Yeah, yeah, that kind of that kind of thing. Okay, uh, roll me a Kinderheart check. Excuse me, twenty one. All right. Um, uh, at the end of the song, Shiro just sort of. Uh, says hmm that was beautiful perhaps there is a use to you after all <laughs> well thank you and and thanks for the message mm-hmm. uh so do you read it before going back yeah okay yeah, was- um it says uh uh jervis uh glad to hear that you are alive and well uh glad thank you for writing you don't do it nearly often enough <laughs> uh next time you whenever you read this uh if you have the time you should consider visiting uh there are much in there are many in your uh clutch that would love to hear about your adventures uh and it's been too long since we've all gotten together uh for story and song uh, and then you know I take my parental scolding is as my do. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, other like such and such person from such and such clutch had, you know, a baby and this person, remember this person? Well, they're dead now, you know, stuff like that. Uh, things that I would find fascinating, but no things that you would find fascinating, but that I, Chris Fairfield, find infinite, infinite, infinitely boring. So, <laughs> uh, and that is signed uh, by Elspeth. So, okay. Um, I will tuck that letter away and then uh, go back to the dustbin. Okay. All right. So, um, what? Do, okay. So you're back in Dusk Manor. What do you do for the rest of your week? Um, I need to get. Um, damn it! I just had it up. Material components for your spells. Yeah. Um, I need a hundred. I need to buy a couple of things of a hundred GP of um, diamond dust, if that's something that I can find locally. If not, and then it says a a hemispherical piece of clear crystal and a matching hemispherical piece of gum arabic 
but it doesn't have a it doesn't have a cost to it. So is it just like so? What's uh, if it doesn't have a cost to it, uh, you don't have to worry about it. It's only it's only material components that have a cost that you actually have to worry about. Okay. Um, I mean, you can say for flavor that you pick up those things, um, uh, but those things can also be if it doesn't have an actual gold piece cost to it, it can also be replaced by like a spell focus or a component pouch or anything like that. So. I'm not going to worry too much about those. Only the things that have a material cost. What spell requires the diamond dust? Stone skin. Stone skin. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also, if I run across a bloodhound, I need a bit of fur from a bloodhound. Um, I would say you could make a persuasion check to get some fur from Shiro, and that would count for the purposes of that spell. All right, I'll give that a shot. Uh... I'll give you advantage if you do it right after you played that song for him. Um, I got a, I got a, uh, 28. 28. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Shiro very graciously allows you to take some fur from one of the cubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not from Shiro himself. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, and I think that blood bloodhound fur is also probably something that doesn't have a gold piece cost. So yeah, I'm fine with it being flavorful like that. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, did you want to do that uh, in Drith? Go there and shop, or see if they have it in their shops. Or um, if they don't, you could also get the Hokkaido pretty quick. So it's up to you which you would prefer. I'll try Drith first. Okay. I think it's just most convenient. Okay, are right, you going to do that the same day that you spoke to your parents? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, back out my list. Right, oh, so you, you uh, head to Drith, uh, finding no trouble in the forest along the way. When you get there, uh, you actually notice something unusual. Uh, in the kind of in the churchyard, uh, there seems to be just sort of a gathering of folks. Uh, and as you get closer, you, you realize that it's, um, it's like a picnic of some sort. Uh, but the uh, center of attention is Winchester, who appears to be holding some sort of salon. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, what, what they're doing is uh, he's he's talking to the town folk about the empire, and the salon is about like colonialism and like how bad it is, basically. Oh, God, <laughs> I will. Uh sit and and wait patiently and listen to the listen to the speech oh it's not like uh he's not speechifying he's like people are going around with like in like you know kind of asking questions to other people and you know talking and then people ask you know it's more of just it's not like a debate per se but more just like a a gathering and exchange of ideas as he sees you uh he kind of uh kind of slinks away as other people are talking it comes over to you and he says uh what brings you here, Gwen? Oh, I uh, came looking for, I, strangely enough, some diamond dust. But it, it seems I seems you settled well into the community. And there it says he says they are, uh, by by and large, a, a simple people. But uh, that belies me saying that belies certain depths to them. He says, he says they're a good folk. What was the tone, the general tone of the um, the exchange as I heard it before we started talking to Winchester? Were oh, they um, panicked or no? Um, 
it just kind of a lighthearted debate, more just kind of, you know, intellectual. The debate, the tenor of it was definitely intellectual. Uh, okay. Um, they probably have no idea what's happened. No, no, they have been told. That's that. That's that's they it. Have been? Okay, that's bad. that's kind of why this is happening. Uh, is is uh, the town's ostensible mayor was asked by Lucia to let the town know about the events that are happening. Um, uh, he says. He says. Uh, despite the fact that their very way of life is threatened, he says they're handling it with more grace than I imagine most would be able to muster. Well, and I imagine that if they're, even if they are subsumed into the Windhavian Empire, there's not much that would be different about their day-to-day lives. So um, he, says, he, says, what, he says, he says, when don't I take you for a walk over to the blacksmith shop? Uh, Want to go walkies, Gwen? <laughs> Well, first off, Chris, you son of a bitch. Second off, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> hey, this is you blame Amanda. I <laughs> no, I do. I do. <laughs> um he says, uh he says, I think it's fairly unlikely that uh, uh that Marius will have the diamond dust you're looking for, but you know, there's a there's a sh- there's a chance doesn't hurt to check and i and i wanted to say hi so oh it's good to see you Gwen. i always always appreciate our visits uh he says um he says you know i i think you're correct he says that they the day-to-day life of these people will not change if if uh if windhaven were to come in and do their thing he says but people i've discovered have a really strong sense of identity these identities seem mostly fictitious but Important. <laughs> yeah. uh, Winchester the dog and his biting indul- in, uh, indictment of nationalism. <laughs> well, don't even get Winchester started on nationalism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says Winchester has been awoken in more than one way. Let's just put it at that. <laughs> uh, he says. Um, he says. Uh, I think identity is core to every everybody, uh, and so having having somebody else come in and say that their identity has to be different, that they have to change who they belong to and their core values, he says, I, I believe that could be disruptive to one's psyche. He says as he pads down the street, uh, he says, I say this from perhaps some personal experience. <laughs> well, and and you know what, one of the one of the tenets of Chalik is that the stories that we tell ourselves and, and tell others have, have power. So to, to define our reality and, and, and give us a uh, joy. So. Oh yes. Chalik. He says, I forget that you are so religious. Yes. <laughs> he says, I did, I did not even, I did not even consider the Chalik angle. He says, I'm going to think about that. I'm going to walk back from the blacksmith shop. He says, perhaps you could inject some, Interesting nuance to the conversation they're having back there. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad if I'm glad I could help. Uh, about this point, because it's not a very big town, uh, you're at the blacksmith shop, uh, and he uh, 
he rears back on his back legs and puts his paw on the door and uh, pushes the door open. Uh, and uh, he walks in. He says, Marius, Marius, uh, my friend Gwyn is here. And uh, uh, this uh, strong looking blacksmith comes over and says, Oi, Winchester, good to see you. Gwyn, he says, uh, You're friends with Winchester. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty much, pretty much almost all of our lives we've been together. Oh, I says, Well, he's made quite the impression in the town these last few weeks. Well, he is an, an excellent person. Oh, so what is it I can do here for? Well, I, it's, um, I'm, I don't know how likely it is that you might have it, but I'm looking for um, diamond dust, 200 gold pieces worth of diamond dust. He says, oh, uh, he says, I unfortunately regret to tell you, I don't have any diamond dust. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Amanda, that sucks. <laughs> Uh, he says, uh, he says, unfortunately, he says, uh, a traveler came in, he says, a few weeks ago, bought up all our stock of diamonds, muttered something about resurrections. I didn't understand it. Was it a someone familiar to you? Like a, like an no, some out of towner, he says, paid me double what they're worth. So, who was I to say no? Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that would that would be an offer you couldn't refuse. Any uh, would you, would you mind if I ask what the kind of what this traveler looked like? Oh, sure. Uh, I think he was half elf, maybe more human than elf, but had pointy ears for sure. Uh, tan skin, looked like he'd been in the sun a long time. Uh, not a callus on his hand, though. That's, I did notice that when I shook his hand at the deal was done. Is that this was a man who hasn't done physical labor a day in his life. Uh, well, well dressed underneath his traveling cloak, which seemed a bit mismatched with the rest of his outfit. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it was a long shot anyway, but, um, but thanks for the, you know, thanks for the conversation, I guess. Oh, anytime, anytime. Says any friend of Winchester is a friend of mine. Well, it was lovely meeting you, and, and I'll let you get back to your day. Yes, you you do the same. And uh, he says, uh, if you need anything else you need, just come on back. He says, I can fix up equipment. He says, I got a lot of stuff I can sell you. He says, he says I'm having a special on nails right now, if you need any nails. I don't think so, but I... I'm people who know people, so I, I'll let everybody know. Much obliged. All right, and I will trundle out. Okay, uh, so you, you head back out. Uh, Winters says, well, uh, are you staying, or should I get back to my salon? I don't know. You want to have lunch or uh, something? Hang out for a little while and just chat? Uh, he says, sure. He says, um, let's see if Maddie can whip us up something at the pub. All right, and I think I'll just hang out with Winchester for a while and then head back home. Okay. Um, I, w I will mention the, uh, the diamond-seeking half-elf with the mismatched garb to the, to the rest of the, to the group. Okay. 
Cool. Um, all right. Uh, so, Anith, what else would you like to do on your uh, on your um, va vacation? Yeah, I think that's it. Unless um, unless anybody wants to go on a shopping trip, and if if they do, I'll I'll ask to tag along and uh, and I'll try to get my diamond dust then. Okay. Otherwise, you're just going to hang out at Dusk Manor. Um, I'll make just... myself as useful as I can and practice uh, practice fiddling. All right. It's uh, violin, violin, but you know, yeah. <laughs> before Kinder we get hurt. a bunch, before we get a bunch of angry fan mail, it's yeah. violin. All right, um, uh, I believe Brindley was next in the die order. So Brindley, how do you spend okay. your your uh, summer vacation? Oh. I want to spend just through the first part now. Come back to the later part later. Sure. That's all right. Um, on Monday, I'm going to go downstairs. And, you mean sun? You mean sun's day? <laughs> yes. And find Flair. Just be like Flair. Oh uh, yes, Mister Brindley. Yes, anything. Um, do you get hurt at all? Uh, he says, "I I do feel pain. Yes." I don't know why, okay. but it's an unfortunate part of my programming, I guess. Okay, okay, cool. All right, I'll keep that in mind, and then I leave. <laughs> uh, he actually follows you. He says, um, Master Burley, may I inquire as to why you wish to know about my pain receptors? Uh, I'll explain it all to you once I get the rest of it figured out. I just wanted to see if, if, if I did something, if... Um, you could possibly get entered before I planned out the entire thing. Okay. Well, that's not reassuring, but I, I trust you, Master Brindley. Uh, All right. That sounds good. He says, uh, he says, if, anything, if there's anything else, and then he floats back into the house. <laughs> All right. Um, and then uh, the next day, I'm just going to try to Wander around, take care of some trees, you know, live a good druid life. Um, each evening setting up the uh, the druid's grove, just for funsies. Um, and then on Wednesday. Day three. Yes, <laughs> day three. I'm gonna go back downstairs and be like, hey Blair. Yes, Master Brindley. Um, do you have like a picnic basket or something? Oh, of course. Yes. Let me just. And he floats off. Oh, uh, I don't need it right now. Oh, um, when will you need it? Uh, like day five. Understood. <laughs> okay. Um, and for the picnic basket, can you make like some food and make sure it's all packed really really tight so that way if you know something happens to it and it falls off something it'll be fine any dietary restrictions for this picnic basket um no but can we also get a couple bottles of wine to go with it of course of course I'll okay cool Ooh, and some. some bourbon for Nithis. Uh, of course um all right cool and then uh yeah just have well 
I can help you also a little bit on the fifth day getting that together. But yes, that's the plan. Okay. Uh, if you don't get up at anything else on day three, uh, that evening, uh, your ascending stone crackles to life. Uh, and you hear, Brindley, this is Lucy of Osmos. Can you hear me? Hi, yes. What's up? Do you have any plans this evening? Nope, no plans. Um, well, not for this evening. I have some in the long term. <laughs> yes, well, I was just, just uh, limiting my inquiry to this evening. Um, well, uh, if you're amenable, I'd like to uh, have a girl's night, as it were. Okay. Sounds uh, good. I'll be there in five minutes. All right, cool. So you're going to gust over? <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a flock of bats uh, lands on the porch uh, you, and coalesces into uh, Lucia and she knocks on the door. I opened the door. I went downstairs to meet her. Uh, she says, um, well, shall we? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. What what do you have in mind? Uh, she says, how do you feel about surprises? Um, for people I know, they're generally good, so I'll go along with it. I promise you it's nothing harmful or bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprises in general? No. Surprises from friends are okay. All right. So she says, um, well, we're going to fly, so uh, brace your ass. Okay. Um, uh, and she turns back into a flock of bats. Uh, and then, like, essentially a bunch of bats grasps your shoulder. Uh-huh. And you're lifted up into the sky. Oh, God. Once we get to, like, tree level, I go, you know, I can I can fly myself. Oh, right. Well, that, that'd be much better. That's... <laughs> You hear from... You hear coming from, like, a thousand different mouths of a thousand different bats around you. Okay, yeah, turn yourself I'll... into something. Uh, not a bat. That'd get confusing. Okay. I'll turn myself into like a swallow. Um, so you turn yourself into a swallow. She completely forgot. And it's her, not me. <laughs> completely forgot that you could turn yourself into a flying creature. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, you follow this flock of bats uh, uh, over the over the line of the trees for about 30 minutes until she you actually see this one tree that is uh, about 30 feet larger than any of the other trees around it. Uh, uh, and at the top, there appears to be some sort of structure. Uh, and she flies into this structure. I'll follow her. Uh, all right. So you find yourself um, essentially, uh, it looks like a tree house, uh, except it is wrapped 360 degrees around the top of this very large tree. Uh, cool. Uh, and inside, you see a couple bottles of wine, some cheeses, some stuff like that, uh, breads and uh, meats and what have you. Uh, and then a couple of bottles of charcuterie. Yeah, you see a fancy charcuterie board and some wine. Uh, and then a couple of bottles filled with a red liquid. Uh, and she uh, says, uh, dinner first? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, so she grabs a couple of the red bottles for herself and kind of gestures towards the charcuterie board for you. I have a glass of wine and pick at the charcuterie board. Well, not pick at it, like I don't like it, like try a little of everything. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, she kind of sits on the edge of the trees overlooking Drith, 
uh, far off in the distance, you can just see a little twinkle of light inside the forest. I go and I sit next to her. I go. So are there like any of the families that taste better than other people in Drift or is that like not a thing? Is it maybe like a blood type? <laughs> she says, can I let you in on a little secret, Brindley? Sure. Don't tell the others, they might get upset. All right. She says, we put something in the ale that keeps their blood from coagulating. Ooh, that's, that's really smart of you, actually. She says, it doesn't harm them at all. Obviously, if, you know, if they were to get cut or something, it would take a lot longer for the bleeding to stop. But mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we, we heal them in any sort of situation like that. But... Uh, Unfortunately, that, that additive is really all we can taste these days. Oh, well, but I can tell you from my pre-ethical days that, yes, there are definitely people that taste better than others. Okay, cool. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, it's a big deal about that because, I mean, just drinking in general would slow down their blood clotting. So it's oh, just like making it a little better. And so after, so interestingly, some fun facts about us. After we finish feeding, we we make sure that we always, you know, heal back up the wounds. So you know, we don't want any traces uh, that we've been there on them. But um, it actually causes less harm this way because sometimes uh, without the without this sort of synthetic anticoagulant in it, uh, it can cause issues, heart attacks, things like that. Yeah. So well, you don't want to accidentally like collapse a vein either, you know. Yes, yeah, so we are looking out for the for the best of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, she says um anyway uh i pop a kiss she's not in my mouth <laughs> she says uh perhaps you're wondering why i invited you to this treehouse yeah i mean it's cool uh it's yours it's mine it's a gift for you cool what did i do to deserve it uh she says i had my children build it she says um she says we, we talked in your treehouse some time ago, and you mentioned... Yeah, this is a much better treehouse. And you mentioned um, some confusion and unsuredness about having died and come back differently, which is something I can relate to. Yeah, I do. it's been real weird. And I just know that when I was in that situation... Oh, God, this is so long ago, I can barely remember now, but I remember in those first few years of new life that I just wanted a place I could go to get away from everything, mm -hmm. but where I could see anything coming. Yeah. So cool. he says, uh, so uh, it's, you're my friend, and I just wanted to do something nice for a friend, especially one that's going through a bit of a hard time. I really appreciate that. Um, can I ask you another question? Of course. It doesn't have to do with how people taste? <laughs> yes, yes. I'd prefer it to be a question, not about that. But <laughs> Okay. Um, so, like, and you don't have to answer, of course, but when you died and you came back as a vampire, mm -hmm. um... I'm sure you felt like real weird when you first came back, right? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, well, especially since, you know, I had this sort of hunger that I didn't have before, uh, which I'm, I doubt is something that you are probably relating to right now. But I mean, everything was different. I I used to have hunger, but it was for food. And now it was, now it was for blood. And That's a little more awkward, yeah. A little more awkward, yes. Uh, but strangest for me was I was in the area that I'd grown up in in my previous life. So I needed to get away. Yeah. Yeah, I had everyone go back to East Hill and talk to my parents. And apparently that was lots of fun. This is not a lot of fun. Yes. Well, I still think the, the pig ash thing would have been fine, but. I know, right? What do I know? It's... I don't But. Um, so you felt really different when you first changed. Did you ever start, I don't know, feeling like a little bit more like yourself before you changed ever? I, eventually, yes. It, after, after I was able to confront and accept the new things I was, I was able to take stock of the old things I was and keep the things I liked. Uh-huh. It was a chance to reinvent myself. Okay. And at first I rejected everything familiar. I didn't want to be that old person. I, you know, I, left, I left the town I, was, I grew up in. I kind of committed myself to anarchy and chaos. It was a bit of a rebellious time for me. Oh, I went around with these other vampire for a little bit of a time. It was, it was the '60s, uh, by which I mean, by which I mean the six '60s, and it was a hell of a time. Uh, was it '66? What? No, it was six sixty-nine. Why would you think it was six sixty-six? It was a hell of a time. No, I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just asked because you should have seen my hair back then. Is all I'm saying. Oh, too bad you can't get pictures. Oh, you just sit for a portrait, though, right? I had all those portraits burned. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was just you know it's weird because. I was never like, I was never like actually friendly, but I don't know. Sometimes I'm feeling a little bit, I don't know if I'm trying to be more like her or if I'm just, that's just me and it was more me than Brindley. I don't know. It's weird and confusing and I don't like it. So usually I just do random stuff to take your mind off of it. <laughs> she says, um, what is, what was Brindley? Uh, she was, you know, just a little human baby. No, the, the Brindley that you were before you died. What, oh. was, what was Brindley? Not, not, uh, not physically, but what made up a Brindley? That's part of the confusing part. 
So Brinley was supposed to be, I'm not sure how much of this I'm actually supposed to be telling you, but you weren't technically there when I told, so I'm going to give you a little bit more. Um, yeah, so Brinley was, you know, kind of made for a purpose. And the purpose was to be a really, really cool person that her parents loved a whole lot. So that was kind of, I guess, what I was meant to do. Did you feel there was an enchantment that was forcing you to behave a certain way in your previous life? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Because I don't think there was. I think you were just who you were. Perhaps whatever, perhaps whatever. Perky. But that could be the whole death thing. I do find that dying does tend to make one a little <laughs> less perky. I mean, mm -hmm. has Gwyn been as perky as, as he was before he died? I don't. I didn't know him before then, but well, anyway. Little, I mean, every once in a while he like stares into mid distance, but usually when he's around people, he's about the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I think internally Gwen is probably going through some shit. Yeah, probably. Uh, and the thing—he sounds like he's either in a great deal of denial, or perhaps is just sheltering you all from the worst of it. Yeah, that was kind of my hunch too. But I figured, you know, like when do Gwen? He needs anything else to speak up. Yes, yes. Anyway, don't put <laughs> don't don't put too much stock into what you think is enchantment. I don't think there is an enchantment that could create an entire person. I think you were who you were. You're something else now, but you can still be what you'd like of that previous person. There's nothing. The only person stopping you from being who you want to be is yourself. Mm. I read that in the Brene Brown book once. Who? <laughs> Fantasy Brene Brown, I'm sorry. Fantasy Brene Brown. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a really helpful conversation. And also this wine is delicious. Mm -hmm. She says, well, let's get real sauced and fly home. Should Everything should go fine with that. Oh, Totally. Um, oh, I wonder if I can be like anything super weird when we fly back and then the people can look up and be like, what the hell was that? And get really confused. <laughs> it's the best way to drunk fly home. Uh, she says, unfortunately, there's no in between here and Dusk Manor, but birds and robots. So, well, actually, no, you could, you could trick some robots that way. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> um... I'm going, once we finish up and head back, I'm going to turn into just like a giant fly and cool. have it on here. Cool. So I'm just going to, um, yeah, so the fly, but huge. <laughs> not to be confused with the fly. <laughs> yes, not to be confused with the fly. 
Okay, so, uh, and then you wanted me to check back in with you for day five uh, later? Is that, yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Um, all right. Uh, uh, my food is actually arriving like right now. So no worries. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to you. We'll do 88 next. Uh, 88. Um, how do you, let's talk about how you spend your summer vacation. Um, <clears throat> he's going to spend all of it with the Warforged. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, help out any who are in need of um, work. You said a lot of them had like uh, damage or, or mm -hmm. like they'd been partially crushed. So he'll get his smithing tools and bang out whatever dents mm -hmm. in their armor he can. Uh, try to get them back in good shape mm -hmm. and just get to know them as best he can. You know, figure yeah. out, learn who they are, mm -hmm. how long they've been alive. That's a strange mm -hmm. word. How old they are, mm -hmm. uh, and you know what they've been doing, what their you know, what journey has led them to here. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, so yeah, so you definitely spend some time um, uh, doing that. Uh, there is a uh, a uh, a couple of kind of blacksmithy uh, warforged that have also been previously already kind of working on the wounded, and they're very grateful to have your help. Uh, one of them is a uh, warforged named B ninety eight, who uh, kind of strikes up a as as you guys are helping people and healing people. Uh, just kind of seems to be a generally kind of a, a chatty person and kind of strikes up a converse, lots of conversations with you. Um, uh, so very, very friendly one. Um, and so it's on the second day um, uh, that you all are, are actually working on Wraith, uh, some of Wraith's pieces, um, who's actually, uh, who's insisted on being one of the last people to be healed. So you are kind of nearing the completion of, of at least this portion of it. Uh, when um, so B is B ninety eight there Wraith and yourself. Uh, Have I met Wraith before? Not Wraith, right? Okay. So, <laughs> wr word stuck in. The, I was thinking of some battle plans for later. Uh, and how is Wright's name spelled? Uh, w r i g h t. Okay, because there were three possibilities. I wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Wright, as in somebody who uh, makes stuff. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Uh. And so um, uh, you've got, uh, you and B98 are working on uh, the kind of larger pieces on right, right side uh, that have been crushed. Um, and B98 says, uh, so Wright told me about your plan for the moon. Um, yes. Right, uh, right says yes. I would, I would be curious in learning more about the inspiration for this plan myself. I spent a good amount of time thinking about my conversations with Xander, and when we spoke, he made a fair argument for Warforged having a place of our own someplace that we could retreat to, to find uh, needed solitude at times. I, however, I always found it curious that his 
solution to this problem was to try and occupy lands already claimed by organic life forms rather than a place where if he truly wished for a place where they could not enter, why not find a place that only a non-organic creature could survive? And I suppose the inspiration struck as I was working on myself and he'll sort of feel the, the engravings that he's mm -hmm. been making on his, uh, his uh, armor pieces. And I beheld an old forgotten temple to Cilia. And at that point, the inspiration struck. Um, Wright says, inspiration strange like that. Some of us think, some, some of us think that it comes from the gods. So perhaps it's Inca's hand guiding you there. I can't say for sure. Um, B98 says, I don't know if I believe in that. I don't think that the gods care what we do much anyway. Uh, but Wright says, I admit I come with, with a similar idea to you as well, um, though a lot more terrestrial. I had been contemplating the Onyx Desert to the west of Carthalia and Pericles. He says, so my, you are correct that we Warforged do not need much to survive. I think Xander and our conversations about it, for as much as he wanted to be away from organics, I felt he was worried about being totally disconnected from them. He says he also worried about having the strength and numbers uh, to fight back against the wilderness, which is why he consistently turned down my proposals for the Onyx Desert. Not aware of anything living on the moon. Um, he says, uh, I don't know that it was divine intervention, but 88, we are grateful that uh, that your proposal and your opportunity for us to get out of Carthill came when it did. I, our hiding place was good, but I worry that it was not undiscoverable. We, to get to get outside of Carthalia would have involved us exposing ourselves to a lot of risk, a lot of potential for discovery. I do not think we would have moved as quickly with someone we knew so little if it weren't for that desperate times and all that. I am glad I could be of help. But you have big ideas. That is rare for anybody. Um, what part do you see yourself playing in our future? 
I know you had not come around to Xander's point of view, per se. I do not fully know. I would like to help all of you wherever you end up settling permanently, establish yourselves, make sure that you are provided for and that you are capable of providing for yourselves. And after that, before you finish that, B98 interjects and says, so you wish to be a leader? I, I do not know if I am qualified everything a leader everything you just described is what a good leader does is it not i have thought of it more as helping isn't that what the best leaders do right says b98 speaks speaks wisdom what is a leader but one who takes the less fortunate under their wings and provides for them. I suppose that is true. I had not thought of it that way before. Well, it's, it's, it's something to consider. Xander was a leader but I worry that his motivations were not as pure as they could have been. I feel, as we discussed before we came, I feel his motivations were poisoned with vengeance. We could use a leader who's not burdened by such things. Zender also possessed centuries of wisdom and knowledge that I cannot help but believe that I lack. I am quite young, relatively, for our kind. Um, the, uh, the kind of glyphs on Wright's face just sort of pulsate, kind of light blue, and says... Sometimes when one lives forever, uh, you accumulate too much wisdom, become too cemented in the ways that you know. Xander never thought about the moon. B98 is kind of hammering uh, hard on the plate kind of stops for a second and says uh, if we lived on the moon does that mean we could build things taller in all likelihood yes he contemplates that for a moment before he resumes hammer and says I would like to see that 
uh, Wright says, um, we, of course, you, no one is wanting you to do anything you don't want to do, 88, and nobody wants you to make any decisions or anything to that effect right now, but do contemplate it. Did you know that I am a one-of-a-kind model? I did not. Yes. Uh, it's almost as old as Xander uh, and Altair's later years. Uh, they're experimenting with different types of Warforged, contemplating things they hadn't contemplated before, trying to overcome their preconceptions of what uh, sentient Warforged would look like. Does a Warforged need eyes? Does a Warforged need legs? Questions like that. I think Altair was one of the most brilliant people I've ever met because they constantly questioned what they did and why they were doing it. I look forward to hearing more about them from you. And while I continue to hold doubts as to my worthiness, if you should all ask for my guidance, it would be my honor to provide it. Just know that there is another task here, which I must attend to before I could leave this place. What task is that? Apparently I am meant to save the world. Oh? Uh, <laughs> At least that's what a god's bartender told me. B B98 just sort of drops the hammer and says, I'm sorry, could you explain? <laughs> A god's bartender. <laughs> uh, and then it explains. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so you uh, you uh, finish repairing uh, right, uh, and over the next few days, um, uh, you just start to see a marked change in the environment. Of you know, uh, the old rotten buildings have been torn down. Uh, the the brush and weeds have been cleared out. Uh, you know, there's a clearing now from. Uh, trees that have been chopped down and structures are being built. Uh, so just a nice little, uh, you know, and obviously it's work forward. So it's not like they need you know, a lot in the way of like sanitation or, uh, you know, complex buildings, but, you know, shelter is always nice. Um, and uh, about halfway through the week, uh, you get um, a couple of Warforged approach you to ask if you'd be willing to help them uh, set up a new forge. Uh, so they could start making things here. Yeah, you will absolutely uh, do that. Um, and while you're doing that, um, a couple of uh, kind of hardy, uh, shorter uh, Warforged start venturing into the mines to uh, see what they can find about them. Uh, and so that's, we'll, we'll pause there for you and we will come back. Uh, let's go ahead and visit Nithis. this how are you spending your summer vacation? I forgot you were saying that. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, 
Did 88 let us know that the moon was an option? Do we know that? Nope. Oh, we don't. So the first day, I'm sure 88 <coughs> takes off pretty quickly, but I'll try to stop him before he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, um, sorry. And I would ask, um, do the Warforge need anything, like any particular materials, any particular metals, anything like that? I'm sure they wouldn't accept my presence as help, but I'd like to help in whatever way I could. Not that I'm aware of. Explorations have begun of the mine to see what ores can be extracted from it. If there is something that there is a pressing need for, I will let you know. Yeah, I just want to be able to help however I can. Thank you. N nails. They need nails. <laughs> <laughs> lots, and lots of nails. Fortunately, you just heard about a, a place that had a special on nails. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, forgot how to use the. There it is. Okay. Okay. I mean, other than that, other than like playing gopher to go get things that they might need, I don't think that Nithis really has a anything to do she did um, all the research earlier in the week um she'd like to go find that ring but she's not gonna try to do that without <laughs> she's not gonna put the party because she's not a total idiot mm -hmm. um talk to my family there's oh right i am gonna call lucia <clears throat> okay um and would you say this is early in the week yeah yeah okay. probably the whatever day that gwen let us know about that guy in the who bought the diamond dust oh yeah day one yep okay so yeah after i find out about that i'll call lucia um mm -hmm. hey what's up <laughs> you reached lucia's sending stone this is lucia go for go for lucia <laughs> <laughs> it's nithis I, I know. Um, hold on. I just need to turn my watch off because it's very distracting. Okay. Um, so Gwen, I was talking to Gwen today and he said that someone came into Drith, uh, what, a couple weeks ago, Chris? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, and bought up all their stock of diamonds. And he was, and I quote, a half-elf, a well-dressed half-elf with a battered traveling cloak and to me and he mentioned um resurrection so to me that says that when haven was close enough to drift to pop in and get resurrection materials have your children like scouted out around drift close by to see what's there yeah that's that's the first thing i had them do after i found out about the invasion but this sounds like it was several weeks ago. It sounds like at the right at the start, or maybe even right before the invasion, uh, they came yeah. in and bought out our diamond supplies. The fuckers. Mm -hmm. hmm. So FYI, that was a little unsettling to me. <clears throat> yes, that is quite unsettling. So they definitely are aware of our presence, and they're just biding their time. Yeah, they're well, they're aware of the presence of Drith, not you guys, probably. Oh, yes, yes. 
Yes, otherwise they, <laughs> otherwise some Van Helsing wannabe would have tried popping into my crypt and found made a very gruesome end. Um, <laughs> fantasy Van Helsing, of course, I'm referring to okay. fantasy Van Helsing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that was just something that I thought you should know. And you get, so your kids went out and they didn't find anyone within a decent reason of Frith. No, nobody along the known roads. Um, obviously, you know, it's a huge forest. We can't search everywhere, but it'd be yeah. foolish for anybody or even a few somebodies to not take the main road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to grab your thing that you sent me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that was what I wanted to let you know and if there had been anything that you might have seen about like that. So deuces. <laughs> deuces. deuces. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, deuces, as you say. <laughs> Aces. This is Lucia. I'm out. <laughs> um, and then um, with this list of um, places that you sent me the place mardu and sujurus that was the burnt out place right uh yeah yeah that was the ruins okay so those are the only ones that i know about <laughs> that was the place that was varicast touched yes <laughs> yeah that's right and vanathorn what is that uh i don't know where that is Is that the, that's the that's the capital of zindalore uh so caitlin you out of character know that that's the uh, capital of a country that fell and became then became Carmanova. Mm -hmm. Campaign two, uh, yeah. Uh, Nithis would have no fucking clue. Yeah. Though Nithis, this one I actually I would say this one actually be a fairly easy research thing in the library. So if you did want to spend some time uh, researching this, okay. you can probably find out where that is pretty quickly. Okay, just like like what what the history of it all is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's a it's a. So if you do that, yeah, it's an island nation. Uh, it's in an island that the island is split between two countries. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I'll do a little um, research on that. And then I also want to check and see, do I think that the um, teleportation circle thing, is that an object? The device that actually casts the spell? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's an object. So then someone could cast locate object and potentially find that in another place. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, assuming that um, I, I think the only thing that would block it is like typical things that block uh, locate spells like running water, uh, thin sheet of lead, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, assuming it's not behind anything of that. Um, uh, Oh, actually, for this spell specifically, it says can't locate an object with any thickness of lead blocks a direct path between you and the object. It doesn't say anything about running water. So as long as it's not in like a lead-lined room, yeah, you'd be able to find it. Um, okay. No, I would also well, say the so other thing I would... We'll spend some time in... <clears throat> oh, I was just going to say, I don't know... I, the DM, have an idea, but you, Nithis, may not know... Uh, if something is in stasis, if it will show up in a locate object spell or not. Oh, okay. Okay. So is just something you might think about. What's that? Could I could I treat the stasis symbol that I know of as an object too? 
<laughs> hmm. I, I would say that stasis, a stasis area is not an object. So okay. <laughs> good, good try though. Well, good A for effort. I know, right? Um, with that thought in mind though, I want to return to the records and um, go back to and focus on the Wind Haven locations and see if I can get a sense of uh, an area or a quarter of the city or something like that, that I can compare to records of actual Windhaven now. Okay. Um, roll me uh, an investigate chance. Um, how many days are you going to spend on this? I mean, I don't have anything else to do. So, so if I don't, until I find something <laughs> okay. or until I give up. So how this will work is I have a set DC in my mind. Um, and then... Uh, uh, basically how high you roll, it, you'll have to beat a certain DC and then how high you roll will determine how quickly you find it. So very, if you roll very well, it can be, you'd find it pretty quickly. If you roll lower, but still meet the DC, then it would be longer. Okay. Um, and you said investigation? Yep. Um, did you want to, oh, then did you want to recruit Blair on this? Yeah, I'll recruit Blair because I right, rolled a roll, seven. I'll pretend. Oh yeah, roll with advantage. So because you have Blair helping you. Uh, not much better. Thirteen. Okay. Sucks to be me. All right. So on day four, um, uh, you um, basically. So how you're doing this? Because there's like you 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 kind of figured out earlier that like there's intentionally probably no oblique references to where these teleportation circles are. Um, but essentially what you're able to do is figure out, uh, that, uh, who is using the teleportation circle. Um, and so then you start looking for a reference essentially to where that person lives in Windhaven. Okay. Um, okay. and, uh, you actually, uh, find, uh, reference to that person living in the manor district of old Windhaven. So the old city state of Windhaven, uh, before it became the empire. Uh, okay. And uh, you have a pretty good idea of even an address. I'd say yes, you even have an address of where that person may have lived in Windhaven. And what is that area now? Is it still the Manor District? Yeah, it's still the Manor District. Um, however, since Windhaven has grown so big as an empire, uh, the Manor District is like, uh, it's where very powerful people live. Like, the, like probably the members of the Suffolk Circle all have estates there. Uh, like the, you know, uh, people that are not the imperial family because they have their own district, but uh, uh, but like people that are pretty high up in the empire. Uh, um, so it would be, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. But I do have an address now. Yes. Yes. I'm very happy. Calamity's house somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Cool. Um, I don't believe I have anything else to go unless 88 lets us know that the moon is an option. In which case, Nithis is going to get very excited. I'm ready. As soon as I know, I'm ready. I have plans, but I don't know yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, on day four, uh, you uh, get uh, in your uh, a message from your father mm -hmm. uh, being like, are you decent? Yes. All right. He, he, <laughs> he pops, he pops into the room with you. Uh, Wait, like, 
you've always done it one way. I this is like, this, this, he's this not is, in the this is a mental communication. Yeah, but he appears to be in a room with you. So you've always done it the other way. This is the first time it's happening to you. So I don't like this at all. I thought this was a mental communication. I didn't realize it was popping. Okay. I'm oh, no, you, 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 you can on. see what you can see the room. Like whenever you go visit your father, you can see the room that he's in. So yeah. Oh, You're, I was always imagining us in a black nether space so that's i didn't understand no. okay anyway uh, uh okay. so he he uh says uh oh uh nice uh nice estate you have here you should uh technically it's ours it's a family estate uh you should have your mother and i over for dinner sometime <laughs> working on it actually <laughs> <laughs> uh he says anyway um uh sorry to bother you but i wouldn't have come if it wasn't urgent uh uh archmage primus arcava has announced a uh announcement (laughs) announced pre-announced an announcement to be held uh at the uh at the field of triumph uh obviously gonna assume it's related to the invasion uh yeah Anyway, uh, it's 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 supposed to take place here in about an hour. Uh, so if you want to, I'm going to head over there. But if you want to join me for it, uh, mm-hmm. I think that might be the best. For okay, sounds good. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know. <clears throat> yes. So uh, it says, uh, "Wow, uh, these are expensive-looking candlesticks." <laughs> it's a really nice manner, but it's very dated. No one's been in it for like a thousand years. It's been a long time. Well, it doesn't look a day over a hundred. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I've got to get. I've got to get back and start walking. But uh, I want to get a good spot. But uh, I'll see you in an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let Blair know mm-hmm. that I'm going to be doing my brain thing. <clears throat> You're going to be meditating. <laughs> yeah. All right. Don't interrupt. Sort of. And then I will do that. All right. Um, do you let anybody else know? Or are you just gonna? Um, no. Okay. They can't join me. <laughs> so. hmm. All right. Um, all right, so uh, after an hour, uh, you pop into your dad's consciousness, uh, and you find yourself uh, kind of in a yeah a very crowded square. Um, there is a stage, uh, like a raised stage, kind of in the center of it all, uh, with the imperial uh, colors. Um, though I will say it's pretty strange. Instead of having these like the imperial flag, uh, it is the flag of the Sophic Circle on it. Oh, uh, which is unusual for something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you kind of uh, your your father actually uh, points, you know, kind of nods his head towards the flags and says, "Do you see what I see?" Mm-hmm. That's unusual. So I don't I don't like where this is going. Me either. Considering. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Uh, does everybody everybody logged in the roll twenty? 
Um, I can be. That's ominous as fuck. Right? <laughs> no, it's because I have a picture I want to share with all of you. And I've, I, I loaded it into Roll20 a while back. Uh, all right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, after about 15 minutes, a larger than life, uh, about probably like 30 foot tall illusion appears on the stage of a dragonborn uh, that looks a little something like this. Um, Let's see. Larger than life illusions are never a good sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, the uh, dragonborn takes a moment to kind of survey the crowd back straight, uh, sort of imperious manner. Citizens of the empire. I am Archmage Primus Arkava, leader of the Sophic Circle. And today I bring the empire a monumental victory. Several weeks ago in the tradition of the great Argosian victory that created our empire, I led a surprise assault on the former nations of Carthelia and Pericles and have led us to victory. Most of their major cities are now under imperial control and it will not be long before the rest see reason and join our great empire. Additionally, we have found the Periclesian instigators that assassinated the former Archmage Primus, Jazarian. Let us not forgive these assassins for their unwarranted assault against our great order. In his memory and for the good of the people, we will press on. I swear it to you. This prolonged engagement with Carthalia and Pericles has gone on long enough as I have taken on the role of Primus since Jazarian's assassination, I have finished the fight. For far too long, our empire has been docile, unwilling to fight for what is ours. And as the new Primus, I intend to change that. Windhaven is on the precipice of a new era of prosperity and stability. And as the new Primus, I will deliver us there. Long live the Empire. And with that, she disappears. Ash is going to fash you. Hmm. Uh, there's not applause. Uh-huh. <laughs> there is murmuring. <laughs> A bunch uh -huh. of rutabaga, rutabaga, rutabaga <laughs> going on throughout <laughs> the crowd. <laughs> Uh, as everyone just saw the same thing that you saw, and uh, yeah, it uh, it go has gone over exactly as well as you think it has. Did did was her exits like uh, long live the empire? Does that usually include like long live the empress? Was there like a missing? <laughs> yes, there was the in fact a missing long live the empire and the emperor who guides it. Yeah. Oh boy. Huh. Uh, your father starts hurriedly walking back to his shop uh, 
And uh, because you can only be so far, like you're essentially being pulled with them because you can only be so far mm-hmm. from, you know, but uh, uh, which is kind of a weird sensation. Normally you're just very uh, stationary, but uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's just kind of murmuring under his breath to you uh, as to not attract too much attention. He says, well, that was a declaration of war if I've ever heard one. Yeah, but I mean, is the Ar- Archmage really going to go against the Emperor? Like, really? Everything I've heard about Arkava has said that she is ambitious, uh, but I never heard that she was foolish, which apparently she is. Yeah. Like, I don't see this going well, because I mean, like, yeah, she declared that she was going to finish the war against Carthal and Pericles, but what I got from that, and Chris clarified, because maybe I don't understand, she just declared war within the Empire, right? She basically just said that, like, she basically the whole thing you notice the emperor wasn't mentioned once in that conversation uh -hmm. and uh basically basically implied that the emperor wasn't doing enough and that she was going to start doing what the emperor should be doing which essentially is Uh saying that she feels like she should be the emperor now uh yeah um so your your dad's just like uh yeah Mm -hmm. uh, i guess this explains why it hasn't been announced yet um Wow. Uh, yeah, not good. This is not a good time. No, no, it's not. This is bad. Uh, the boy, I, I would, I would kill to be a fly in the wall in the emperor's chambers right now. Ugh, probably die. There's probably some <laughs> throwing going on right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it also begs the question, how strong are the forces that are actually in Carthal and Pericles right now? She says, I don't know. Um, you mentioned that they hadn't, they were still blockading the Benfelden and Krelson, right? Um, did we check on Benfelden and Krelson? We didn't, did we? Oh, no, I guess you haven't. <laughs> we need to check on that. I will be checking on that. We checked on Carthal and um, a couple of other small... New Haven, East Hill, yeah. East Hill. Did Lucia's... And we've got other other people checking on places in Pericles. And yeah, Lucia's Lucia's people are are checking on things. Uh, I don't think they've made it to Crail Center been filmed yet, uh, Sean. Uh, But they were um, getting close to Tamir, right? They were going that direction first. Oh no, Tamara's already fallen. Uh, yeah. No, but her children were going to check on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her on. children, were, her children were in Tamar, uh, Bahari, Falaria, Palafor. Those places they've been in. Uh, Benfeld and Krailson are a little further to get to. Um, uh, and then you yeah, guys I'll have, have to see you, if one of my friends can. Oh, Bahari. Um, they were also. They also had heard word from Bahari that Bahari had fallen, which is not a surprise considering it's basically like. I don't know the, the resort town, ocean shores mm-hmm. of of a uh, very place. So, huh. um, that's fucking nuts. Uh, so your father says, "Well, I think I'm going to shut the store down for the rest of the day. Uh, but um, if there's anything I can do here for you, let me know. Um, I know you can't be here in the city, but." Uh, me, your brother, your mother, your sister—well, not your sister—but uh, we can we can be the eyes in your city if you if you need anything done here. 
Yeah, um, that is much more pressing. This address is one that I have an interest in for our family history, but don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Just, do you know? Do you know this area? You give him the address. Mm-hmm. Oh, he says, um, "Oh, up in the up in Manor Hill." Uh, I. Uh, uh, he says, I, I have some contacts over in that general direction. He says, I, uh, I supply some people that supply some people up there. I can, I, I can throw out a few uh, under the radar favors. Okay. It might be the location of a teleportation circle that is keyed to our family. But again, we don't know who the fuck lived there. So it's not worth like making any waves. <laughs> Well, I, I will, given the environment here today, I will be doing what I can to not make any sort of waves at all, but uh, I, I will let you know what I can find when I can find it. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for letting me know this happened. Holy shit. Uh, yes, well, I, I would say you're welcome, but uh, he just kind of gestures at the, at the fascism of it all and keeps moving on yeah. to his story. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> Take care of yourself, daughter. You as well. Uh, and I'll pop back home. And I guess dazedly make my way downstairs and wait for everybody to get there for dinner. Mm-hmm. And right. share my very exciting news. All right. So yeah, it's day four. Uh, as, as This is actually the... Uh, kind of end of where all of your first parts had ended. So this is actually a convenient time for you all to get back together and share the news. Uh, so you all are pretty much where we ended you in each of your little montages. Uh, and uh, Nitha sits you down for, at dinner and tells you all this. Uh, what do you What do you all do? I'm not really sure what all this is going to mean because the Sophic circle is really powerful and I'm not even sure that the emperor has mages that aren't part of the Sophic circle. A curious development. Yeah. Is this something where your family might have to relocate here? Ah, they're merchants. But also panic and rioting in the streets. So, who the fuck knows? I have no idea. Did anything rain as like end of the worldy? <laughs> it's definitely going to be the end of a lot of people's worlds. Well, but- yeah, that part. I don't know what we could even begin to do. Yeah. Oh, oh, robot Caitlin. I did want to see if you could scry on um, Krillson or Ben Melton. Huh? Yeah, I can. Freeze? No, yeah, you just robot. buffered a little bit. Just for a second. Yeah. Oh. You're back. Because, um, yeah, we looked at everywhere else, but we don't know what's going on in Krillson and Ben Felden. There could be a split in the forces. It could be that. Arkava is leading the forces through the center of the continent and the emperor is still in charge of the ones over in Ben Felden because 
Nobody in Winhaven knew what was going on. I'm going to put up my little grindstone and scry on um, Krailson first, I guess. All right, what part of Krailson? The near the dock districty. Okay. Like on the river or near the river? Yeah. Okay, uh, your scrying orb appears, uh, and uh, you see uh, a bit of destruction. Um, there's a bunch of splintered ships uh, kind of up, uh, like, in the water, uh, uh, on the shores. Uh, you see um, nothing is, you, you see a bunch of torched buildings, um, like warehouses and dock buildings and stuff like that. Uh and uh, just a second here. Just grab some dicey dice. Let's do, let's see, there are a couple of things that you could potentially see here. Let's see which one you see. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, and uh, so how long does the spell last? Um, up to 10 minutes. Okay. Um, as near the end of your spell, uh, as you are just kind of looking out, there's not a lot of people moving about. In fact, you don't really see anyone until about the ninth minute of the spell when you see this light on the river. Uh, and as you kind of squint at it, in your little orb, of course, as you squint <laughs> to see what it is, um, uh, the light gets closer and you realize that it is a phalanx of mages all wearing the Windhaven colors. Uh, there's probably about a dozen of them and they're literally flying in the air above the river uh, with uh, light and dancing light spells, just like kind of examining the shores for people, uh, scoping around. Um, uh, at the front, um, so there's kind of, uh, it's probably, like I said, a dozen or so mages, uh, kind of in a diamond shape. Uh, and the center of them, uh, you see uh, what looks to be dressed out in the most uh, decadent of, of robes uh, with a bunch of extra bling, uh, a gnome. Uh, and the gnome looks at your scrying orb and then just clamps their finger together and your scrying orb disappears. Rude. Um, so your mages are really creepy. You're muted, Caitlin. Muted. Sorry, no one needed to hear me crunching. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Krailson looks a little worse for wear. Um, and then apparently your mages fly around in formation and up and down the rivers all at least now, maybe not all the time. For what it's, it's worth, really you rolled a, uh, I rolled a nat 20, by the way, on what you got to see. So <laughs> and I saw this little gnome 
mage and he saw my strident orb and then he turned it off like an asshole. Uh, Nithis, roll a history check with advantage. Oh. Shitty. I'm an eight. Yeah, you're not sure who that is. Fucking sucks. I can't roll shit today, apparently. Uh, but based on the description of his outfit, uh, you would surmise that uh, that is actually probably uh, one of the archmages of the Sophic Circle, based on what they were wearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, I was going back and reading your, your handout on Eastern Erstica. Mm-hmm. Um, would everything in this be sort of common knowledge or something? We yes. Would... Yeah, okay. I'd say. Anything, yeah, anything in the uh, in the Eastern Aristica handout is fair game for your your characters to know. Can we just take a hot minute so I can let you guys know that I have a burrito the size of a small baby? <laughs> <laughs> the really good burritos. That's too. Oh, is that the? Pl- I need to go to that place. That's the one you're telling me about, right? Buho. Buho, Look at yeah. My baby. Very excited. I'm gonna eat this potato baby. <laughs> Do we perhaps? Um, yeah, go ahead. Thought occurs to me. From my understanding, the Empire's modus operandi when it comes to invading new nations is they conscript the most recently uh, imperialized nation to do the invasion, and that nation reaps the majority of the spoils. Have there, do we know if? the forces invading Pericles and when and Carthal are Hedephesian. Um, I'd say Nithis, you don't even need the role for it. Uh, the majority of these forces, the grunts, the soldiers, not the officers would be Hedephesian, yes. I was curious if perhaps the Sophic Circle was acting outside of the normal Outside of Wind Wind Windhaven's normal war strategy, also, I think it's all pretty normal, except for the fact that there's some political playings at the top that haven't been happening before. Uh, also, um, also, sorry, there's six archmages. I I miscounted when I looked at my notes. <laughs> it's six, not seven. Uh, sorry, Sean, you're saying. Nithis, what what would happen if um, suddenly? There were a whole bunch more mages than there ever were before because they were alive again. I don't understand. So he's suggesting that they resurrected a bunch of mages that died of not natural causes. Mm. Which is probably most of those mages at the top, since they like to stab each other. <laughs> that would that would probably like. Of course, then you have to deal with you know all those hard feelings. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be strategic about who you resurrected for sure. <laughs> Not the person you put the knife into to get your promotion. <laughs> could explain a you know the diamond uh, thing. Um, well, so uh, Nithis, what you would know about the Sophic Circle um, that maybe these other people wouldn't is. Uh, the Sophic Circle is huge. There are six mages at the top, but basically every mage in the Windhavian Empire goes through them as they're training. Um, and so they're practically an army unto themselves. What is very unusual is, is historically they have operated at the 
emperor's behest. <laughs> they go where the emperor tells them to go and then do what the emperor tells them to do. Uh, if they if they had actually like if they had actually initiated or completed this assault into Pericles and Carthal without the emperor asking them to, that's some that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, having distressed trails, and can I stray on say like a common greens or a big square in Benfelden? Uh, sure. That's the um, other one you wanted me to check out, right, Caitlin? Yeah, the one that's right across mm -hmm. the river from yeah. Grailson. Yeah, I figure I'll stay away from the river since I got a good view of the river. All right. Uh, yeah, you, you go into the square in Beth Belden. Uh, the buildings here look a little less, like, it doesn't look like they've been blown out or anything. Uh, so you would surmise that probably most of the fighting took place near the river. Um, uh, however, there's nobody in the streets. Uh, and you don't even have to roll for it. There's, like, every couple of minutes you see people in Winhavian colors just... Uh, essentially patrolling the streets uh but these appear to be soldiers not mages uh and so your scrying orb is able to persist for the entire 10 minutes okay uh ben felden's a little more boring um it doesn't look like it was hit as bad at least in the inside or the more inner parts maybe trails and like that too um and just, you know, same old Winhavian dudes milling about and making sure that they keep a good grip on their newly conquered city. Uh, besides that, those are the only people I saw. Rufus, what do you think the chances are of, like, actual open civil war between the mages and the empire and the emperor? Well, that's not how mages work. They're just going to use their power from a distance. I mean, there, Chris, there hasn't been any rumor of this before, right? This is not something that everybody's like, oh, finally happened, right? Uh, I would say that, yeah, you probably, in your experience, mages in the Sophic Circle have been arrogant douchebags, by and large. Um, mm -hmm. So while it's not necessarily something that like has been rumored to happen, the fact that it is happening isn't maybe the most surprising. Like the mages have viewed themselves as the real power of the empire, so the fact that they might, you know, deign to get uh, some uh, uh, ideas of running the place, unprecedented but not unsurprising. Power grabs, not surprising, um, but. I think maybe like oh fighting in the streets would be yeah seems unlikely. Um, and the Archmage's modus operandus for the last uh, you know thousand years or or so seven hundred eighty years has been a lot of essentially blitzkrieg tactics. They uh, they try to weaken, misdirect anything they can the other side, and then try to strike decisively and quickly. So uh, it'll less happen. Yeah, which so happened here in Imperial Pericus and Arthalia, you know, would that also apply, like, would they risk a protracted civil war with the Empire? Probably not. If they thought they could get the Emperor in one shot and then rule the country, would they do it? Maybe. Yeah. What was the name of the, the Primus before Arcava? Uh, I believe it was Jazarian. Let me pull that up real quick. I switched to a different sheet. Um, do, 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 do. Oh yeah, Jezerian, J-E-Z-E-R-I-A-N. 
Do we know how long ago Primus Jazarian died? Yeah, I was going to ask, what do I know about that? Uh, It was shortly before you uh, had your exonerated crime. (laughs) You're (laughs) you're falling out with the Empire. (laughs) That's cute. Falling out. Let's go. What did this person look like? Archmage's Primus Jazarian? Yeah. Uh, let me see if I, I'm pretty sure I had this written down somewhere. That's how, that's how, that's how he died. One sec. Oh, I guess I didn't. My guess is, my guess, he was a human. He was very magely looking. Okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> he died around the same time of Mythus's trial. Uh, I yeah, there or not the trial, the when I committed the murder. When she committed. Oh, the murder. okay. Yeah. All right. So he goes up in. I don't know. I mean, being an arrogant mage, was he a stand-up guy, or was he questionable like Arcava? No, he was. I mean, he was also ambitious. You don't become you don't become the Archmage Primus without being like an ambitious shitbag, basically. Yeah, but he might be a, a built-in ally if we can recover his body. Yes, I was just thinking. At your trial, Nithis, a resurrected member of the military was brought forward as one of the accused. Do you believe that Primus, I've already forgotten their name. Arcava or Jazarian? Jazarian, thank you. Is it possible that they attempted to resurrect Jazarian and failed? Or that attempts at resurrection have been prevented by Arcava? Isn't it most likely that Arcava killed Jazarian? That's your thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And do you definitely have to have a body to do a resurrection? Uh, you mm. can do a true resurrection at ninth level as a ninth level spell, which doesn't require a body. How um, much but, does that cost? Uh, a lot. <laughs> 25,000 gold, I think. Yeah. Oof. It's also ninth level magic, which is not common. Um, and also it requires a willing spirit. And yeah. also there are ways to prevent somebody from being resurrected, even if, even if they want to be, so... Hmm. Yeah. So that's unlikely to be a possibility. Hmm. Okay. All right. Do we yeah, feel well, this is something we should take action on? I mean, I don't know what we could do. I've got a battle map where it's just the four of you against Archmage Arcava. You just want to go and do this? Uh, why, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Last time we decided just to go for the baddie and kill him. It worked out fine. Well, Miss, I don't think it would remain just us against one for very long. <laughs> I'm sure it's a fight that you four thir- 13th level characters would totally win. <laughs> do I know where they would have put Jazarian's body? Roll me a history check. No, no advantage or disadvantage. Another eight, ten. Ten. Uh, you do know that um, that the mage are the members of the Sophic Circle. So you've seen personally mages that have died in combat. 
they go somewhere special, uh, not with the rest of the troops. So you do know that there is some special place that the archmage, the mages go to when they die. You're just not sure where it is. But it's something you could probably find out if you spent some time in Windhaven investigating. Or if you maybe asked people in the government. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not allowed to talk to anybody in the government. <laughs> hmm. I think uh, I think Amanda was thinking of her himbo friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's sending him. I mean... It's unlikely that one former archmage who was successfully assassinated is going to be able to do much against Arkava with the entire power of the Sophic Circle behind her. You know? Well, but it, would, it would depend on how much she's consolidated power, too, though. I mean, what? It's been a couple of years? Right, Chris? Uh, Since was killed? No, I thought you. I thought you did your dirty deed like about a month before the campaign started. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. thought. It was like a year before. Uh, <laughs> well, remember. either way, uh, regardless of when you committed your your crime, it was about a month before the campaign started that this happened. Okay. So, <clears throat> so it hasn't actually Probably. been that long. <laughs> crime, the crime you were exonerated from. Yes. No, yeah, not guilty. <laughs> Um, um yeah i don't know guys um, oh actually you know what i could look i've got trial notes i can look it up i'll do that later though mm -hmm. <laughs> i had to send all that to eli and ruben so <laughs> all right <laughs> i have to go I'm back i'm just in. curious what everyone believes is the best way of reacting to this news? Do we simply stand back and allow the empire to turn on itself? Is there one side or another we would try to aid or would we try to use this as an opportunity to undermine the empire? I think that probably the stones are gonna fall however they're gonna fall. And we're talking about a number of people that the four of us can't even begin to compete against. I don't think that the empire technically really needs to be saved because I've come to come to some different conclusions about empire building. Honestly, as long as my family is safe, fuck them, kind of. If we can do something about Pericles and Carthal, Maybe we should work on that, but what the fuck could we do? The four of us, you know? I don't think anything at the moment, but we should definitely keep an eye on what's going on. Uh, it was four months, yeah. four months before. 17th of Pale Moon, uh, 779. So. Mm -hmm. so we'll say, yeah, it's about when it happened. Which means they've been in, char they've been in charge for uh, seven months. They've been in, in charge. I mean, I think we should take whatever opportunities we have to, we get to destabilize the empire, but the, these mages sound Gary. much more dangerous than the, the traditional methods of the Windavian empire. Or am I misreading that? You were completely blurred for, for all of that. Oh, shit. Sorry. Um, well, no, I said, I said, I think we should take the, every opportunity or any opportunity we get to 
destabilize the Windhavian Empire if we can, but the mages sound like they're the more dangerous. I mean, the Windhavian Empire takes over, but it doesn't do so in a, a very violent manner. And, and it sounds like these mages are heading toward a more violent direction. Are they? Seems they went in and, and just used assassination to take over. It's pretty standard for the playbook. The, the only difference is Windhaven didn't know about it when it happened. And that is the political nonsense happening at the top. I don't think much else has changed. I think that their playbook's the same that they've always been using. Well, uh, but they didn't they say that they're going to expand more aggressively and that they are seeking like the traitors within the within the enemy ranks? Yeah, that sounded interesting. It's concerning. It sounded like a good way to make sure that everyone was pointing the blame not at Arkava for the assassination of Javarian or whatever. But also they could use that as an excuse to go after other potential enemies. Yeah. Basically a don't get in our way or we'll disappear you. Yeah, but again, I think that's Windhaven's problem. You know, I mean, if my family needs to get out, we can get them out, but it's the problem of the Empire, (laughs) you know. But Windhaven's going to be here soon. (laughs) And eventually take over really everything, right? That's their goal. So if we can stop that from happening, great. I'm not saying doing anything about it right now because I, you're right. There's they're monolithic, but yeah, I think we should just keep an eye out for Carthol and Pericles if there's anything we can do there. I think the upper echelons of Windhaven. I'm not going to touch it with a ten foot fucking pole because <laughs> that sounds like a quick way to die. Because I mean, yeah. to be the archmage of the Suffolk Circle, Chris, she's got to be exponentially more powerful than we are right oh totally guaranteed we 20th guaranteed 20th level um <laughs> let's just split it that if not beyond and then yeah probably has some extra stuff uh, some extra secret sauce on top of there <laughs> secret sauce gross gross I hated that i don't know why <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean that i didn't mean for that why? one to turn out gross <laughs> i was surprised that i hated it so much <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of a big what the fuck. The four of us taking on the Empire does seem far-fetched. If we were to make some manner of effort against the Windavian presence, it would seem that we would have two potential places to turn, the two remaining powers on this part of the continent, Dothilian and Alteria. I'm pretty sure both of those are more than happy to help out keeping out in Haven. Well, Dothilian is happy to keep their borders, as I'm sure Alteria is. Whether or not they could be convinced to help their neighbors is another problem. Yeah, but they have to be worried, right? Because here is Windhaven now split them apart so even Carthel can't intervene. They have to be pretty worried. I would be. Although we literally just found out about it. Surely Altaria and Dolthelion know, 
right? Oh yeah, you know, you, you, empire doesn't invade your neighbor and, <laughs> and and you don't take notice because obviously the logical question is, oh, they've invaded my neighbor. Who are they gonna go to next? <laughs> yeah, okay. We were behind because we were skipping about the planet, you know, lolly law. Yes, it would be shocking if Altaria, Dothelian, and Sujerus and Lorraine didn't have uh, spies or, you know, information networks in these parts of the land, especially with the conflict and turmoil that's been taking part. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well. Well, happy Friday. That was a hell of a vacation. <laughs> What's that? It was oh. a hell of a vacation. Oh, you're only halfway through your vacation too. That's the other part. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, you've got. This is the end of day four. Uh, you've got day five tomorrow, day six, and day seven left. Um, uh, it does sound like uh, some of you will probably pick up there next time because it's about uh, it's about that time. Oh. And um, I know Brindley has some plans for the fifth day, uh, <sighs> and then. Um, I imagine, so yeah, let's just real quick before we put a pin in it, just to give me some heads up. Uh, uh, Brinley, you have your plans, which I'm sure will be delightful. And you can spring them on me. Uh, uh, based, on the, based on the hints and questions I've been getting from you in chat, I'm very curious to see what you've got planned. Um, uh, Gwen, what are you going to, we don't have to go into it role play wise, but are you going to visit your folks in the back, like back half of your vacation or are you just going to stick close to dusk manor i think i don't know i i, I was gonna i'll bring that to the group um one thing i am going to do is summon my steed mm -hmm. what kind I of steed think, i don't know um i'll probably message you okay in between but um that would that would allow me to get there quickly and and probably less troublesomely if i wanted to go visit but I'll bow to the will of the group. Instead of <laughs> last time I went herring off onto Hokkaido, I things went badly. So <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I don't have any plans. Um, 88, anything anything special I should plan for? Are you just gonna spend more time with the Warforged folks? Spending time with the Warforged at the end of the week, I am going to uh send to Lanith to mm. see if she's figured out what that last symbol on the gate cube okay. does. Mm. Um and then Nithis, what about yourself? Um probably just um just doing research. I, I know I've I've know I've basically found everything about mm -hmm. the things, but I'm going to continue to look because I'm obsessing over it a little bit. And mm -hmm. then if my dad finds that he has a way into that house that's not like super sus or anything mm -hmm. like that, I may um, work on a disguise kit or, of some sort so that I could go cool. to that place. Cool. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, Brindley, anything, uh, any, anything <laughs> uh, I should know for next time that wouldn't be uh, wouldn't dampen whatever surprise you got through it up? of anything yet no okay. wear a diaper <laughs> you're gonna need it oh no <laughs> all right well uh next week we're off but we'll be back in two weeks so um 
Uh, we're going to the ocean. Yeah, I'll be uh, ocean. going to the ocean the for a little bit. Ocean. I'm a little disappointed that uh, we weren't there this weekend because there was a tsunami. So a tsunami. <laughs> not like, like a big baby. one. Not like a, a big one. one. Yeah, but a little baby one, which I think would have been cool to see. Have you guys seen uh, the current satellite pictures of Tonga? 